So welcome to the Tact Talks podcast. Um, it's a place where some of the most innovative and fastest growing companies in the Northwest can come on, tell us what they're doing behind the scenes, but also try and impart some wisdom for people who are pursuing a career in technology. Um, we're joined today by Tony Melia from The Modern Milkman. Uh, thank you for coming, Tony. Hi, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Afternoon now. Um, yeah, I, I think just to kick us off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to at the minute? Yeah, okay then. So I started my career a long time ago, 25 years ago. Um, started out as a database engineer, database developer, and progressed through the typical route of a DBA. Sure. Um, but really, I was like the, the development side of it. So I was expanding into being a developer, mainly in Microsoft technologies. So back then it was VB6 and early days of .NET. Um, and then from there, kind of progressed through to team leader and development manager. Um, did some work in Denmark. So quite ex- exciting times over there and got to do quite a bit of traveling. Um, and then, yeah, in six, seven years ago, I joined um, Provident Financial um, as a senior solutions delivery manager. So that was like the f- the first time I'd actually been able to build a proper IT team, um, a large IT team of 80-odd people, 90 people. Um, stay there. And then in Feb this year, I joined, joined the Modern Milkman. Was doing exactly what I wanted to do, really, which is the, the Modern Milkman as a very small tech team today in our UK tech team today. Sure. Um, but it's got really exciting plans and to be in there from the start and be able to build that is, is really exciting. Yeah. So your, your title now is head of engineering. Is that right? Head of development. Head of development. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking after all the engineer, all the engineers. Yeah. So dev test, there was scrum process, scrum masters, um, a release process, all of that side of it. Awesome. And as someone quite new to the modern moment, what what attracted you to join in this company out of others? Really key is the, the reuse and the environmental benefits and the culture of the organization. It's just it's an amazing place to work. Um, I'm not just saying that, it really is. It, it's I knew from the kind of very early days of meeting these guys that they're going somewhere and the the tech is exciting and and being able to like I say be in from the start and be part of that that transition and that growth and and just amazing stuff that they've got planned for the next few years that that's what sold it to me wow yeah and they're doing some pretty i mean altruistic good stuff <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. We're, we're using up to date technologies um yeah stuff that I haven't previously had a lot of experience in. So React and things like that for the front end. Like I say, I come from a .NET background, so it's interesting to to be part of that and and to build a team of of people that have got different skill sets to what traditionally I'm I'm used to. Um, So that's that's another exciting part of it. But yeah, the the systems that we've got today, they they were built a couple of years ago when the company started. They're, They're really good, but they're, probably reaching their capacity now and we're trying to um, build the architecture for the future so split things up make it more microservice um, serverless technology so a lot of people talk about kubernetes and docker and containerization and seem to be key buzzwords that people sure. kind of just um, throw out there but we're we're not just like that we're, we're actually using it we're actually implementing it and it's um it's exciting times to be part of that. Wow. 
brilliant. And so for, for say, a, a, a someone in engineering or test or product or whatever, who's coming onto into the team at Modern Milkman, what can they expect to be working on anything in, in particular? Yeah, so there's some systems that we have today that, like I say, they probably need re-architecting or definitely need re-architecting. Sure. But there's some systems we don't have today. Key one being stock control. Um, we do have stock control, but we need to modernise that system and, and build a proper custom-made stock control management um, system. Um, the other one that is probably the more exciting one for me is the route optimization. Okay. So we have drivers at the minute that go out in the evening delivering delivering the product. Um, they're kind of left to themselves to figure out the best order to do the deliveries and the most efficient way of doing it. And what I'm trying to do is... Um, bring some, use data, basically, use a data-driven approach to work out what's the most efficient route for them, easiest one for them, what's most profitable. Um, so that that that's interesting. And, and then the final area is we're very much based on postcodes at the minute, um, but obviously the new postcodes arrive and we have to constantly update our system. So we want to look at more, rather than being driven by postcodes, being more driven by geodata okay. about where the location is. And is that is that from, obviously, an efficiency point of view, but also an, an ecologically or eco-friendly way, you need to make sure the routes are... Yeah, yeah. so there's, there's a great example of, um, there's a postcode that's OL8, well, OL okay. is Oldham. Yes, yeah. But actually, it's nine miles from Oldham, and it's only two miles from where we another town that we deliver to. So right. it makes sense to deliver out of that area. But when somebody puts in the postcode, we kind of go, oh, well, we'll deliver that out of Oldham, but it's not, not necessarily the most efficient way of doing it. Of course. So we need to be looking where the actual pin is, where the geolocation is, and then where our customers are and, and working out the most efficient way of delivering that. Because the, the again, the projects you've got on, you know, like stock management, that sort of thing. But if you really think about it from what the modern milkmen do, they are fairly complex, aren't they? Because, with the, for instance, the yeah. stock stuff is, isn't is just drop it off and that's it. You also have to pick it up as well, which... Yeah, and we've got <laughs> to get the bottles back. We've got to sterilise them. And, and, yeah, just make sure that reuse is in there. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're more complex than the people perhaps initially think. Sure. People see it as a website, you can place some orders and it's a basket and you check out and you, your products arrive the next day. But actually the amount of um, data and processing and complexity we have behind the scenes to make sure that that's, that occurs on time um, and, and these are correct order is, is more than you would expect. Wow. Okay, great. And and just for for the, te the techie people out there, um, in terms of the, the stack that you're using currently, what, what is that? So it's React and React Native for the front end. Um, so we have a customer website, we have a customer app, we have a driver app, which our drivers use to know where to deliver and what to what to deliver. Sure. Um, all of them systems call APIs. Um, so them APIs are written in .NET Core, and they commu communicate back to a um, SQL Server database, and it's all all studied in Azure, so cloud-based. Amazing. And obviously, uh, I mean, I think Jane spoke about it before, they were talking about uh, expansion. Yeah. Right, so hence the growth of the team, which yeah. is pretty exciting. Uh, for for you and for the software that you're creating, um, what, in terms of coding practices and the way that you're building these robust systems, how do you 
how do you envision doing that? What kind of approach? So we want to we want to build little and often, cool. not big three month projects. Um, so we talk about picking tickets up and progressing them almost within a day, two days. Um, we want to get to the point where we can deploy daily into production. Um, we currently deploy probably every two or three days. Um, and the big blocker to that at the minute is the amount of automation testing we've got. So there's a lot of manual testing still involved. Um, as we can automate it and not just play catch up, but have an automation first approach, it will enable us to to turn that software around faster and, and be able to deploy daily. And, and that's kind of the really key kind of things linked back to the culture. We're not scared of failure. Um, we want to deliver. We want to deliver fast. We want to deliver good. But if we get if we get nine releases out all successful, um, then that's good. It's really good. And and the culture that so you're uh, what where's the engineering team at the minute? Is it twenty three? I think in the UK. Yeah. It's, um, eighteen in the UK. Eighteen in the UK. Sorry. Yeah, fourteen. Offshore. Right, got you, got you. So the great thing is, is about the modern milkman and again, why people are attracted to it. not only they're doing a good, uh, being part of a good cause, but also you guys are fully remote or yeah. remote first, probably the best way to put it. Yeah, we don't expect people in the office um, very often, maybe maybe one day a month. Um, depends where you're located. If you want to be in the office, you can be. Um, but we're, we're definitely taking people on that are spread out all over the country at the minute. So yeah, and that's, we're not, particularly finding any issues with that um we, we've got good kit we've got good connectivity we've got good um, practices so people can people can work remote amazing and where are your offices based they're based in spinning fields in manchester right okay. we also have a our main office is in colne which is near burnley but right. it's a fairly small office we don't we don't expect people to go into there very often. Sure, sure. So Manchester, very central, brilliant. Yeah, very okay. central, yeah. So with everyone being remote, how, how are you, in terms of like kind of culture and that sort of thing, are you finding that it, people are like kind of keeping that culture is quite tough or are you finding it's not an issue? It, it's not particularly an issue. Yeah. Um, so we do things like on Fridays, we have an entire team meeting. It's only 30 minutes, but we encourage everybody to join and, in there, we don't have any agenda, um, and we don't particularly talk about work. We might do some shout outs, and we yeah. might call out if there's anything specific. But it's really about what what are you doing at weekend? What anything you want to talk about? And it just kind of encourages people to communicate and to and to talk to the teammates that not in a work environment, which is what you would do if you was in an office. Sure, you'd meet people in the lunch queue or in, getting a cup of tea or whatever. So them type of meetings where we don't it's not all about what your job is and what you're doing um really helps us to bring the team together and i think now lockdown's easy and we will get people into the office and we will do we will do more um team bonding type stuff yes going forward, so good idea yeah brilliant um and look i think the, again the great thing about modern milkman is do, doing good stuff um in terms of like very altruistic stuff but um for, for like an engineer or a techie coming onto the team at the Modern Milkman, what what's the opportunity there for them? Well, the the opportunity is to work with some amazing talent, and and for me, if if I was still a developer, um, what I would find interesting is you come in at the start, 
you can bring your own ideas, your own experience. We're not, you're not coming in to maintain the product that exists. Um, and, and that's good for the candidates and the, and the, and the people we take on because they feel they can really buy into it and feel part of designing something that's going to be used for the future. But it's also really good for us because we're getting multiple different ideas and experiences all feeding into that. Um, so yeah, it works both ways. Yeah, because because the team's fairly multidisciplinary, isn't it? Yeah, so each Scrum team that we have will have front end API developers, automation testers, manual testers, Scrum master, and product owner in there. So we're trying to get to the point, and we're we're almost there now, where a Scrum team has a product. It looks after that product, and it should be able to do everything it needs to do without any cross team dependencies. So we're trying to build a team that's full full stack, basically. Amazing. Okay. And so you've been uh, you've been doing a lot of interviewing recently. Many, <laughs> many interviews, um, which obviously very time consuming. But part of that, you get a lot of um, a, a big idea of what you generally look for when hiring somebody. So when you are hiring somebody, obviously it depends on the role you're hiring them for in terms of technologies. But what's the most important thing for you when hiring someone? So the most important thing for, for me and for the company is that they understand the company and they buy into the values of the company. Cool. So the, the reuse, the um, environmental aspects of it um, and what we're trying to achieve as a company um, around being, being, <laughs> being that environmental kind of leader. Um, if you're not into that then that's kind of a big turn off for me because you're just coming for the sake of a role rather than investing in the company that you want to work for um so that's the first one and the second one is enthusiasm um basically them two things are as as important as the tech or almost as important as the tech brilliant so you you, you look at someone who wasn't the full package perhaps but was a passionate enthusiastic about the course. Yeah, yeah in the last couple of weeks we've took on people that we're more junior, we've perhaps not the full rounded experience we were initially looking for, but they sparked our interest. They had the right sort of goals and ethos and uh, mentality. And we thought that we, we can take these people, we can, um, we can work with them, we can bring them on and, and we can make them what we want them to be. Amazing. It's not all about experience for us. Yeah. It's about having the right attitude. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's where some companies do go wrong. They hire for a tick box exercise rather than attitude because I think the skills you can almost teach a lot of the time, right? Yeah. Um, but if you've got a terrible attitude and you, you're not wanting to take... Yeah, I mean, people need obviously to have that basic skill yeah, sure. and basic understanding, but yeah. we, we're we not afraid of in, investing in people and, encourage, and and supporting them to, to pick up where maybe they have some weaknesses or, or areas of that are missing mm -hmm. but that ability to want to learn that ability to want to work for a, a really exciting company we, we talk about this um tech center of excellence and that's what we want to be or certainly what i want us to grow into we want to be this company that when you talk to people about the modern milkman they go oh yeah that's a great it team i, I would love to work there um and that's what we're building and i talk about in the interviews when i'm doing them I talk about this no egos type approach. We not we want people to bring their experiences. We want people to be able to bring their opinions and suggestions, 
but we don't want people to come in and go, you will do what I say because I'm one level above you in the organisation. Sure. That isn't us. We want people to come in and be part of a team and we'll succeed as a team or we'll fail as a team, but no one person will make that team. Wow, I like that. Brilliant. Okay, great. And and I guess I'm conscious of the time here, but in terms of... Um, I always like to ask people, especially candidates when I'm qualifying them for a job or hiring managers when I'm working with them, when you're not building this tech center of excellence, when you're not at work, what do you go to? Have you got any hobbies you do outside of work, anything like that? Yeah, so I do a lot of cycling. Nice. Um, done many, many charity events over the years. Um, yeah. Uh, historically, before before the Milkman and before Providence, I used to cycle to work, so a few thousand miles a year. So that keeps Jeez. me, used to keep me fit, perhaps not <laughs> as much now. Um, but I also play a lot of golf, a lot of golf. Yes. Yeah, so I heard him remember telling me about that. Um, no, look, I think from, from what I understand, the modern Milkman and what you guys are doing, I think it's incredible. And I think... Anyone who's obviously watching this podcast and, and are listening to what your plans are for the future for this team, I think, um, yeah, I think th I'm, I'm excited to see where the team goes in the next 18 months and how it grows. How many, how many, how many are you going to grow by for the next 18 months? Have you got an idea? It, it keeps moving and it keeps <laughs> okay. getting larger. Um, so when I started back in February, we were going to grow by eight right. in my area alone. Um, we're now growing by 22 in my area and I don't think it'll stop there. Right. Um, but yeah, there'll, there'll be a lot of people in the next six months, a lot of vacancies and a lot of a lot of opportunity. Yeah, so anyone coming on, big progression opportunities, especially. Yeah, and like I say, I really think now's the time for people to get involved with us because it's at the start, the start of building the architecture for the future. Brilliant, fantastic. Thank you for coming down, really appreciate it. Okay, no problem, thank you.